Hey fellow entrepreneurs, welcome to Buckets and Boomgates with Kim White and Carrie Zarb, where you get to be the fly on the wall in weekly conversations that are designed for you, the entrepreneur. Business can be hard, and doing it alone is even harder. That is why in this show, these two business owners will share across the globe what they have experienced so you can get serious results while having fun in your business. It's now time to join today's conversation with Kim and Carrie. Hi, Kim. Yes, Carrie. I'm wearing a price tag and I need you to put a value on it. Um, I might need more information. I thought you'd just pick up what I was putting down there, so that didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a good start. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just kind of confused, Carrie. I didn't understand the price part. Well, I thought if I just like put a price tag on and then you would just kind of say that I was worth millions of dollars or something, like me, Carrie, to the highest value. <laughs> so, Carrie, this is a good topic, I think, to go into because your price tag on whatever it is is not the value of you as a human. It's the value of the solution you offer, but it is not the value of you as a person. So, Kim, I think you're going to have to explain this one for us mere mortals. Trust me, I run with the mere mortals. I am one. Let me just say that. (laughs) Hot mess express, mere mortal. (laughs) I think a lot of entrepreneurs tie their personal value or their personal worth to whatever their thing is that they're selling or doing or offering. I think they they tie the price in to the wrong thing. And then when somebody doesn't buy that thing, they're they're taking it personally. That it's them that's not worth anything instead of, okay, wait, I need to figure out a different delivery system for what I'm offering as a business. Because At the end of the day, business is something that solves a problem. It's a solution to a problem. If you have a solution and you're offering it for sale and nobody buys it, it doesn't change the value of you as a human. It doesn't change, you know, your confidence level. Okay, that thing didn't work the way you delivered it. What do you need to do to change it? And when we tie it to our value carry, it can take away our confidence. It can take away our feeling of worth at all if somebody is not just beating down our door to buy whatever it is we're selling. It can really take a toll on us as humans, especially entrepreneurs. Well, Kim, it's just made me think of two things. The first thing is I was on YouTube the other day and I came across I won't name companies or brands or humans or anything like that, but I came across a YouTube video on an experience that was priced. There was opportunities for sale to go to space and they were priced at $450,000 because obviously there'd be a lot involved in sending people to space. And I don't know the full details of, you know, how far do you just get into the out of the atmosphere or, or what was involved, but it was an experience and valued at 450K when I heard that number. And then they followed in this story that I was watching, they followed to say that they didn't sell any. I thought, well, it's $450,000 at that price tag. 
yes, I can see the development that would have gone into making it possible and the costs involved to potentially warrant that price tag, but who wants it? Who, who wants to do that at that price tag? Well, Gary, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip the script on that one for a second, because when I hear that, there's no one else offering the trips to space. They don't have any real competition for that. $450,000 is pretty cheap when you look at it from the other lens of the fact that there's not, there's not anybody else you could go to to do that. So I'm surprised it's not millions of dollars. I'm surprised it's not higher priced because I can't imagine what it costs to put together something that you could go to space in. So that's a difference. Like it's a different viewpoint, but I do think it's a difference. It was huge to even like hear the number and then kind of say to myself, like I get the price tag. I personally am not interested in doing that. So obviously when the they mentioned the 450k. I was like, oh my God, no wonder. It's $450,000. Like, who's got that for that experience? But at the same time, I did understand the business side of how expensive it would be to bring that together. So, but you're right, Kim, like competition wise, well, there isn't any. So, of course, but then does that justify the price tag when you're the only one that has that available? Harry, I do think so. And and I will say this, even if it was free 99, I wouldn't be signing up because that is not something I am interested in doing. Like it, it not being ugly, it's just that's, I don't want to do that. That's not something I'm interested in. However, if that's a solution to somebody's dreams out there that they want to do that, what is that worth? Here's the thing that makes this a great example, Carrie, is it's not tied to whoever's selling its value. That person is not more valuable because they have a $450,000 thing to sell. They're not less valuable because they didn't sell it. It is not tied to their value, period, as a human. It is tied to a solution to a problem. And if nobody signed up for it, nobody saw it as a solution for them. To me, that's a very, I guess, black and white if you're not getting to the point of seeing that your solution is valuable, other people won't see it as valuable either. Like that's another piece of this puzzle is you have to get that value off of you as a human and price it according to the solution. So Kim, I think you should grab your bucket and I'll grab my boom gate and let's just take a quick little break. What do you think? Perfect, Carrie. We'll be back in a minute. This podcast is sponsored by Fire Up Groundwork Brigade Mastermind. Are you an entrepreneur who is focused on making an impact? But you haven't figured out how to make an income doing it? We spent years trying to figure out how to do both. And we realized the business adventure is not a one-size-fits-all. I'm Kim White. I'm the founder and fierce leader of the My Sexy Business team. And I'm Kerry Zab, Aussie bucket of swearing sunshine. But not in this podcast. And she's a brilliant entrepreneur, by the way. We both understand how it feels to believe we are the only ones who can't figure things out. So we decided to join forces so we could get in the trenches with you. 
we lead a very special mastermind group so you can be confident in strategically implementing the right things in the right order so that you too can get the best possible results. We cover a variety of topics based on what you need, including building a business that you own and doesn't own you. We even address things like social media strategy and simple tech solutions. If you would like to meet other entrepreneurs who are living proof of what is possible, come and join us and the link is in the show notes. I don't know. I think I've told you about my friend, Dave Albin. He is somebody that wowed me, I will say, with a story about this guy that went to this business that was about to be shut down. This is a true story and I can't tell you the company's name because right at this moment, I can't remember. Sorry. But this guy went to this business that was about to go under because they couldn't get something fixed that was electrical. And they were struggling and they called this guy in and this guy came in and it took him like five minutes. He told him the price of what it was going to be and it took him like five minutes to fix it. And they were upset because it cost so much money for that five minutes. And he said, well, the actual thing he did was worth five bucks. But the knowledge and understanding of what to do and what screw to turn and to do the thing in the five minutes, that was the thing that was worth the thousands of dollars that he charged. And I think sometimes we forget that part. When we have a solution and we are the only ones out there, Carrie, who are offering space travel, if that's a solution for someone, it it is more valuable. And Kim, I think that's a really good example of bringing your expertise to the table because it's not always about the time that it takes. That poor company could have brought in 10 other people and spent hundreds of dollars 10 times over for people to spend hours trying to find the solution. If these guys walked in and five minutes later it's done and it's fixed, that's, that's their problem solved. So there, there lies the value in that, not not the five minutes that it took. It was the expertise and the pain point and the solution to that pain point that he brought. So where do you think that that guy, Kerry, because this is kind of bringing it back home, where do you think the guy that got the thousands of dollars for the five minutes of work, would you think he's less valuable if somebody said to him, oh, no, we're not paying you that? We don't think you're worth that. And those are the words sometimes we hear. Is it really tied to his worth or is it tied to the worth of the solution? Yeah, that's a tricky one, Kim, because I I know the answer to that. I can see it from the other side, though, as a consumer to have a large price tag on a small element of time. I see the value in it. I understand the value in it. But I also see how some people wouldn't. And how some people simply go, well, hang on a minute, mate, that was five minutes. What are you talking about? That company was within hours of probably going under because it was based on something they had to do. Like it was something that they had to get orders out or they had to get something out the door. Well, that is a, that's a huge problem. And so I do think that there is a value connected to whatever the solution is. And I do think that the human involved in that 
if they're experienced, there's a value to their experience, but it's not more or less value of that human being, period. Like that's my princess opinion, Carrie, and I'm sticking to it. I love that, Kim. So what else is another example of pricing for solutions? Here's a question for you, Kim. It'll come to me in a second because it was there and then it left straight away. (laughs) So can I drop something here, Carrie, while you're thinking about it? Absolutely. I love the episode that you did on discounted pricing on the Simply Biz Beans podcast. I feel like that that ties into this conversation of people always wanting you to discount things. And I think that if you have had that You know, if you're listening and you've had that happen, I think you should go check out that episode because it talks about a different part of this conversation. You know, we we are asked to discount things and the whole conversation was like really good about it. That's actually where this one was burst, this this topic. Yeah. And Kim's referring to the Simply Biz Beans podcast that we co-host together and I think from memory, Kim, it was episode 162. We did talk about discounting your prices. We went right into a deep dive on the numbers over there, which we don't, we're not going to touch on here. So go and check out that one and, and tie the two together because both conversations will make sense. And, and you're right, Kim, that's where this idea of this conversation came from when we recorded that podcast over there. I think sometimes we get our our worth or our confidence or our sometimes our well-being we feel like comes from you know if someone is buying whatever it is we're offering in the world and reality is it's not tied to you as a human it's tied to your experience it, it you know it really should be and I don't like to use the word should carry but it really should be tied to your experience and to the solution you're offering not to how you feel about your worth in the world. And Kim, I do want to touch on also what this means as far as sometimes in business, we can actually price ourselves based on what we need or what we think we deserve. Like I think there's a lot of brain power and a few little things that can actually kind of tap us on the shoulder, little gremlins, I guess you'd call them, that can actually muck us up a little bit with our prices. I think sometimes what I've seen people do, and I don't know if they intend to do this, but I have seen people actually overquote jobs because they've got too much work on their plate. And they've told me, like they've actually said to me, oh, I don't have time for this new client or this new project. So I'll just times the price by three so that it's it's so far elevated, they'll say no. Then I don't. I'm not saying no to the work, and I get to feel good over here. But then the client will say no, and they'll go somewhere else. And it's it's quite an interesting strategy to know that that's out there. And I think it is a little bit common. I've I've heard it more than once, so I think it does occur. And then they get stuck when the client says yes, and they didn't expect it. I love that. I love that example. I love that example because you can get stuck there, Carrie. You can get stuck. Yeah. So I think there's a flip side, Carrie, that you've talked about. And that's pricing yourself out of the market. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And and I think sometimes, again, we fall into a little bit of a mindset of what we need to make, what we think we're worth, 
compared to the market and compared to what's out there. And yes, we, you know, no doubt bring expertise to the table. No doubt we've got experience and we can solve problems and we're the right human. But sometimes we can get a big head about it and sometimes we can actually inflate our prices beyond what they should be in reality and then people do say no because it's the price is too high. We we need to make that money so we're kind of compensating for something or I'm not sure what happens Kim but something in our head the price goes up and therefore then people say no because it's just not a realistic figure. So it's interesting with prices and valuing ourselves of finding the right level and balance to that. I think anytime you're pricing with emotions, it's dangerous. I think I can just make that as a blanket statement. It's dangerous because you're doing what you need versus what they need. And you're usually looking at it from the wrong viewpoint of, you know, whatever it is. If if you need a, like a certain amount of money to make it for like bills, for the things you're paying for all of that, You have to look at your business and understand how to do that. However, if you're doing it emotionally of, I think you need to pay this amount of money and nobody's paying it, you cannot be mad at other people for that because it's connecting the wrong dot. It's not tied to your worth. It's tied to the solution that you're giving. I agree, Kim. And I think it kind of goes without saying that we just need to keep an eye on ourselves sometimes and just watch that space. Harry, do you think we might need feedback on pricing maybe sometimes? We did talk about feedback. Was that that was in the last episode. There you go. There you go, guys. Go back to the previous episode. We spoke all about feedback. So I think it hops into this conversation as well because it doesn't hurt doesn't hurt to ask people for some pricing feedback as much as anything else. I will say this, Gary, I remember a very, very long time ago when I decided to raise my prices by putting a zero on the end of it. Like, so I added a lot to it. Nobody even noticed. Like, and it's not that they didn't notice because they were paying what it was. I added another zero to it and nobody, nobody said anything then either. They were okay with that because of the, the value I was bringing, the solution I was bringing. But if I had done that and all of them would have left and I would have had no clients or, you know, no business, that was dangerous. Like, so I can attest to the fact that emotionally you can do something like that and it be detrimental. Sometimes you, you know, and it's not luck, but sometimes you make that happen. But I think a lot of times, too, we undervalue the solution to the whatever the problem is, because. The guy that walked in for the five minutes, like again, that guy could have charged five minutes worth of work versus what the real solution value was. And would that have been a sustainable business if he is going to charge a few pennies for something, you know, $5 instead of the thousands of dollars? I don't know. As entrepreneurs, Carrie, I think this is a very interesting conversation that we need to consider. I think so too, Kim, and I also think that sometimes it is not about time. It's and, and that was the prime example with that story earlier, that it's not always about time. Sometimes it is just the level of expertise 
that someone brings to the table, the solution, the problem that they solve. It can be just that simple. But Kim, we need to hop out of here and head over to another space. Thank you for having this conversation. I'm excited that we had the opportunity to talk about price and the value and and all the things. And remember, you are worth more than you know and make sure your solution is what you're pricing and not you. Thanks, Kim. See you next week. Love y'all. Thank you for joining Kim and Kerry in today's conversation of Buckets and Boomgates. Don't forget to follow the show to be the fly on the wall for future episodes, and they can't wait to chat with you next week.